This morning's reading is taken from Luke chapter 1, starting to read at verse 39. At that time, Mary got ready and hurried to a town in the hill country of Judea, where she entered Zachariah's home and greeted Elizabeth. When Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the baby leapt in her womb, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. In a loud voice, she exclaimed, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the child you will bear. But why am I so favoured that the mother of my Lord should come to me? As soon as the sound of your greeting reached my ears, the baby in my womb leapt for joy. Blessed is she who has believed that what the Lord has said to her will be accomplished. And Mary said, My soul glorifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God my Saviour, for he has been mindful of the humble state of his servant. From now on all generations will call me blessed, for the Mighty One has done great things for me. Holy is his name. His mercy extends to those who fear him from generation to generation. He has performed mighty deeds with his arm. He has scattered those who are proud in their inmost thoughts. He has brought down rulers from their thrones, but has lifted up the humble. He has filled the hungry with good things, but has sent the rich away empty. He has helped his servant Israel, remembering to be merciful to Abraham and his descendants forever, even as he said to our fathers. Mary stayed with Elizabeth for about three months and then returned home. This is the word of the Lord. Let's pray as we come to this part of the Bible together. Heavenly Father, we pray now you'd speak to us through your word. Help us to acknowledge and rejoice in Jesus as Lord and uh, to rejoice too that he is the Savior of all who put their trust in him. May that be great news to us this Christmas and always. Amen. We're going to start with a little quiz. Um, I'm quite away from you, so you're going to have to put your hands up. Uh, but then if I, if I point to you, you're going to have to shout uh, so that I can hear you. But here's a quiz. I want you to try and guess the following uh, Christmas carols, Christmas-themed songs from these clues on the screen. So uh, here's the first. There it is. Easy one to start with. Uh, oh, I hear some shouting out. Uh, yes, sir. Away in a manger, you're quite right, you've got the idea. Okay, three others, here's the next one. Yes, come on, easy, easy, let's, uh, yes, that's right, extra points for humming it, miss. Little donkey, you're spot on, uh, thank you, next one. Oh dear, <coughs> best we could do. Um, uh, let's, who have we not had? Somebody a bit further, Eleanor. It is the first Noel. Yeah. Yeah, uh, that one, last one, uh, let's have, oh, somebody right at the back because we haven't often go to the back, uh, it's going to be difficult to point to you, but sir, in the red, in the red um, uh, jacket, Silent Night, you're spot on, well done, Silent Night, spot on, well done, thank you, and this one, I'll give you a clue, the words are in Latin, <laughs> this one, Oh dear, a few hands. Well, Andrew gave it away about two minutes ago. The Magnificat, the Magnificat. 
or Mary's song, which is a passage we've just had read to us. And the reason I've put the words in Latin, and that it's sometimes known as the Magnificat, is because Christians have said these words that we've just had read to us from Mary, and indeed Christians have sung these words for hundreds and thousands of years. We sung them for many hundreds of years in Latin. Now we say them and we sing them uh, in English. It is, in many ways, the first Christmas carol. And I want us to think about what kind of song it is. Remember, uh, Gabriel has come to Mary, and he has announced to her that she would be the mother of God's Son, Jesus, the King who would come and rescue his people. And Mary has gone to visit her relative, Elizabeth, who is also pregnant. And while she's there, she composes this song we've just had read to us, these beautiful words. And I want us to think about what kind of song it is. And it's, 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 in a sense, it's two kinds of song. And the first kind of song, if we could have the next slide, it's, it's a gospel song. And it's a revolutionary song. It's a gospel song, and it's a revolutionary song. So first, next slide, thank you. It's a gospel song. It's a gospel song because Mary's song, did you notice, is all about God. And particularly, it's all about who he is and what he's up to in the baby that Mary carries. If we could have the next slide. Do you remember these words? You can have a look down or you can look at the screen. Mary says, my soul glorifies the Lord and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior. Next slide. For the mighty one has done great things for me. His mercy extends to those who fear him from generation to generation. Do you see, do you see how that tells us something about who God is? And something about what he's up to. So God is the Lord who has come to save his people in Jesus. He's the mighty one who has come to extend mercy to all who fear him. That's a Bible word that means respect him, follow him, honor him. To all who follow him, he has come to bring mercy. He extends his arms. You know how sometimes... People, if they want to show how strong they are, they do this, don't they? Have you seen Popeye? They do that, and they show their, they show their muscles. In a sense, that's a biblical image. You extend your arm. It means you show your strength. God is showing his strength by sending this son, Jesus, to extend his mercy, to save his people. That's how God is showing how strong he is, by sending this baby, Jesus, to save his people. The baby that Mary carries is going to be a hero who has come to bring hope to the hopeless. In this baby, God is acting in a merciful way towards Mary, towards Israel, towards all who will follow him. To bring mercy. Mercy is a, is a word that means to change the situation of those who have no hope. And that's what Jesus does. He changes the situation for those who have no hope. He brings hope to the hopeless, if we follow him, if we put our trust in him. So this Christmas, let's be like Mary. Let's get excited about the baby Jesus. You know, there's lots of exciting things happening at this time of year, lots of good things. We'll see families, we'll see friends, we'll eat good food, we'll have uh, gifts to open. And that is great, that is great. But the most exciting thing 
is that it is Jesus' birthday. And we can praise God like Mary for sending Jesus as Savior and Lord, as the mighty one who is merciful. So it's a gospel song. And then secondly, very quickly, it's a revolutionary song. Now, if we could have the next song, uh, slide. Okay, one point for telling me what that is, but just the one. One point for telling me what that is. Hands up. Protect the little ones. Uh, is that a hand over there? Uh, go on then. In the... You're going to have to shout a little louder than that, or someone around you is going to have to help you. You're, you're... The UK for the Union Jack. You're quite right. The Union flag, the Union Jack. One point. You're absolutely right. Ten points for telling me what's wrong with it. Oh. No, no hands up for the adults, I notice. Just, <laughs> just straight, yeah. Absolutely right, absolutely right. It is upside down, well spotted. It is upside down, and there it is. That, that's the right way up. The, the, uh, the way basically it works is that the, the side next to the flagpole, uh, to the top left, the thick bit of white should be at the top left, not underneath as it is on, do you see? The thick stripe of white should be above the red line in the top left alongside the flag. That's very badly explained, but you know what I mean. Anyway, the point is, the Union flag was upside down. Well, I say that simply to introduce the point that, do you see, Mary's song is all about this, this baby she carries, Jesus, who's going to do what? He's going to turn the world upside down. Or, or, or to put it a better way, he's going to turn the world the right way up. Did you see that? This song is for all those who were downtrodden and despised. It's for the weak and for the needy. This child is for the hopeless and for the humble because he's going to turn the world upside down. Next slide. Thank you, uh, Andrew. This is what it says uh, he's going to do. He's going to dethrone rulers, but he's going to lift up the humble. He's going to dismiss the rich, but he's going to fill up the hungry. So Christmas is a time, that first Christmas is when our expectations are confounded. Next slide, thank you. He dethrones the rulers, but he lifts up the humble. In our world, we're used, aren't we, to seeing perks and privileges go to the powerful. Uh, they're the ones who are favorably treated. They're fast-tracked. They're the ones who go first class. And that is why so often power is pursued. But that way of the world is going to be challenged. It's going to be overturned by this coming king and the kingdom he brings in. Jesus isn't saying that power and fame are wrong in themselves, but rather that so often they are pursued at the expense of others for the exaltation of the self and to the exclusion of God. But those who pursue power like that and those who pursue power for that will be brought low by Jesus. For Jesus comes as Lord to challenge that traditional pathway of power. For Jesus, who is Lord of all, who is King of kings, comes humbly to his world. He leaves the glory of heaven for the squalor of a stable. He lays aside his rights as king and he comes to serve his people being born as a baby boy in a crib and dying as a man on the cross. And therefore, says God, he is raised up because Jesus goes from a crib 
to a cross, his heavenly Father gives him a crown. In God's kingdom, the humble are exalted because that is the way of Christ. All who seek their own interests will find themselves on a collision course with Jesus. But those who submit to Jesus as Lord and walk the way of Jesus in the power of the Spirit, in self-giving service, will be lifted high. Humility is the way of greatness because it is the way to Christ and it is the way of Christ. And secondly, finally, he dismisses the rich, but he fills up the hungry. Jesus, as our generous Savior, is a challenge to the rich. Again, it's not that Jesus and the Bible is anti-wealth. It is rather that riches are so often pursued for their own sake, so often pursued in the belief that life is to be found in them. They so often go hand in hand with self-reliance, self-confidence, and self-satisfaction. And God is viewed as unnecessary. And again, Jesus is saying, well, if you live like that, you will find yourselves empty. For Jesus comes as Savior. And that tells the world that self-reliance is foolish, and self-confidence is misplaced, and self-satisfaction is disappointing. If we look to wealth and possessions to bring life, we will find ourselves empty and dissatisfied. Do you remember that famous quote from Augustine? You have made yourself, or so you've made us for yourself, O Lord, and our hearts are restless till they find their rest in you. Our hearts must find their satisfaction, their meaning, and their significance in Jesus, in God, or they will be empty and dissatisfied. And by grasping after created things to bring life, rather than our creator, we choose a a way of futility and spiritual poverty. But Mary sings of her son, Jesus, who will generously offer people what they really need. Those who are spiritually hungry, he will make rich. He will fill. For Jesus will open a way back to the riches of a life with God. He comes to provide an escape from the poverty of self-obsession and our striving for things that cannot last. God is generous. That is the story of Christmas. He gives us what we really need, life in all its fullness, forgiveness from the penalty of sin, freedom from the power of sin, friendship with God, and fullness of the spirit of life. The hungry are satisfied because... The spiritual hunger is the way to Christ. Those who know they lack fullness of life will find it offered in Jesus. But those who are full of themselves, who content themselves with material treasure, will find no room for Christ. And so they will miss the life that he offers and leave with the emptiness of material wealth, but spiritual poverty." At Christmas, it's very easy to get distracted by lots of wonderful things that surround us. We need to remember that Jesus is God's greatest gift to us this season. He is the one who generously gives us what we really need to be truly satisfied in life. Let's make sure we are seeking our satisfaction in Him, our generous Savior, and striving in the power of His Spirit to be those who walk His way in self-giving service 
to the glory of God. Amen.